there'd be some days I'd be like at lunch or something with all the girls and I would look over and be like oh my god like that girl is so beautiful like am I supposed to be here you know so it's kind of crazy but then you just realize like you're there for a reason and everybody is and you just believe in yourself like I can't change myself to be more like that other girl and like who knows maybe she's looking at me and saying the same thing like you never know Hey everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to RealPod. I hope that your weeks have been going great. Thanks for clicking on this episode today because we have such a special guest. Not only is she amazing and has she experienced so many once-in-a-lifetime things that she's going to share with us today, but she's also one of my very best friends, and I am so grateful that she took the time to share her whole experience with us here on RealPod. If you're not familiar with Cindy, she is an incredible volleyball player. She played at the Division I level at Duke and then transferred and played at USC. She also played on the Albanian national team where her family is from and she has a dual citizenship. But while that is amazing stuff, okay, and that's cool on its own, this past year, Cindy went out and competed in the Miss Albania 2019 pageant where she won. And she has never competed in any pageants before, but in her first competition, she was crowned Miss Albania, which is a huge, huge honor. And that led her to compete in the international Miss Universe 2019 pageant, where she made the top 20. Unreal. So Cindy is here today to give us literally all of the juicy details, like how do you pick the dresses? How do you get there? How does it work? How do you learn to walk? How did you balance this with college athlete stuff and school and all the crazy stuff that goes into this. So she is here to give us every single detail. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's dive right in and please give it up for Miss Albania 2019, Cindy Marina. There we go. Hi, Cinder. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> Looking cozy as always. Yes. Never crusty. Oh, a little bit. But it's um, uh, happy to have you on the pod, dear friend of mine, successful woman, inspiring woman, lots to talk about. Um, Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Just I've been waiting <laughs> patiently. I'm like, I can't wait to be on the pod. I know. I'm so excited. I feel bad that this has taken so long, but I mean, we're busy girls. I know. We it's love okay. that. You've been traveling. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you're hard to track down. <laughs> I, I, yeah. When you accept the FaceTime, I'm like, yes, <laughs> connecting. I know. I'm like, oops. But I just want to dive in. Obviously, Miss Universe is something that is incredible that you did Mm -hmm. and a very rare experience. So let's just dive back to when this first even became an idea in your mind. And it had to be, it was Miss Albania, which is the first step, right? Yeah. So it was Miss Universe Albania. I remember Um, we were in the pool and you were like, my mom wants me to do this pageant. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I was in um, Albania the year before for the national team and um this man who now you know I know very well but he at the time asked me to do an interview for his magazine to kind of like chronicle my life as an athlete from like the U.S. and like being Albanian and coming because you're on the Albanian national team yeah big deal yeah it's pretty cool but yeah so (laughs) it was cool he like reached out so I was like yeah I'd love to do that and then the day we had to do like the photo shoot for the magazine they were doing stuff for Miss Universe Albania there and I was like oh like why are all these 
girls like here what are they doing so he actually turned out to be the director for Miss Universe Albania as well oh wow yeah like I don't know it just kind of like came together really randomly but I don't know it was like meant to be I guess but he was like yeah would you ever um be interested in doing a pageant or like anything like which you've never done before yeah I've never done it so I was like oh like I don't know it kind of sounds cool like whatever so he invited (laughs) me to watch the show that year for Miss Albania 2018 so I went to watch it and I was like really impressed honestly I didn't really know what to expect like I've watched pageants before but I never really followed them so I thought it was cool like the girls seemed really into it and like they were just enjoying themselves Um, so I think that's kind of like when the idea got like planted in my head. And then when I came home, I was back, um, in California, my mom kind of like brought it up again and she just was saying like, Oh, this could be a great opportunity. Like, why don't you just go try it? Um, and yeah, I kind of researched more about pageants and like what they're all about. Cause I wanted it to be something more meaningful. There's definitely, I think an like a stigma or a a belief by people about what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, I don't want to say I had that kind of stigma around what I thought too, but I think to an extent people do. You think it's just pretty girls going on stage, like looking good, whatever. And then the prettiest one gets chosen, but it's really not like that. It's way more. And like, I think that's what kind of drew me to it and made me want to try it because it is a great opportunity for women to, I mean, launch off into something bigger. A lot of the biggest stars these days, like Holly Berry. And, um, she was a part of Miss Universe. Wow. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people like Olivia Colpo, Olivia Colpo, just like a lot of really amazing women have done pageants and used it to further their careers and just gain a new experience. So I was like, okay, this could be really cool and something I'm interested in. And so I joined, um, and then I competed and won, which was really exciting. <laughs> that was how, that's quick and easy. That was yeah. it. I joined, I won. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there was more this to was, it. But. Yeah, it was a lot. I yeah. remember you were posting, thing. you had all these Instagrams, all these outfits, all this yeah. makeup. <laughs> what goes into that? Like, does someone give you an itinerary and you guys start doing like photo um, shoots together? Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot, like we had events, we had like charity events we would take part of, but obviously like when you're a miss people expect you to be a little bit more dolled up hair and makeup all of that good stuff which was kind of like fun for me because right. I mean I love like all that stuff it's a simulation of how Kylie Jenner lives her life yeah <laughs> you wake up and at 8 a.m you're in a chair and someone's oh my doing God. hair and makeup it literally was like that <laughs> and it was a lot of fun but some days I'd be like oh my god like I cannot stand another like makeup brush hitting my face <laughs> but I mean it's part of the process and it's like when you win the title, you only have it for a year. So you might as well enjoy every moment, make the most of it. In signing up for Miss Albania, mm-hmm. can anyone just sign up and join that like squad of 15 girls you win? Or is there some sort of process to get to be a competitor? Um, I think that they have like a screening process because I think way more girls than just 15. Well, we had 21 um, join. I don't really know the whole process, to be honest, but they do like interviews and stuff. And then and then invite you to be a part of yeah. the girls who will compete. Yeah. Wow. But back to the makeup. Exhausting. <laughs> I can't even put on like a little bit of concealer and mascara every day. I that, know. That's too much for me. Yeah. It's it was like once you get used to it, you're like, OK, like doing makeup again today. But then when you fall out of that routine, like when I came back after Miss Universe, I kind of just didn't want to wear makeup for a while. Mm-hmm. And now like I go to class. I'm like, I can't do my makeup. Like I don't want to <laughs> do my hair. It's like going in a ponytail. But 
I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to, to get dolled up and like look cute and feel cute. But I think it's also nice to just realize like you don't have to look like that all the time. Right. And that's one of the reasons I love that you were a part of that experience because you I know you are like a real girl and you don't need to wear makeup all the time Thanks. and you uh-huh. are not fake and you're so genuine. Yeah. And it just proves that you don't have to be maybe the negative things that people think these pageant girls are yeah. to, you know, do well. So when you join, let's do... Let's do Miss Albania just to get a little basis. Mm-hmm. Is someone teaching you this is how you walk? This is how you sit? This is how you're going to answer questions? Or It's very minimal. Like when I went there, I really thought there would be more, I guess, training per se because I didn't really do any when I went. I was like, we'll just see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't want to say like, oh, I knew how to walk, but like you're walking. It's kind of natural. But I feel like I would know. You know, the yeah. like, I, I do my model walk to get food from the refrigerator yeah. like and I'm working it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like you like swing your hips a little more. Like there's a little bit more than just a normal walk. But there wasn't that much like teaching going on when I was at Miss Albania and definitely not Miss Universe. Like when you go there, you need to come prepared. Like if you're not prepared, you are behind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's just jump to Miss Universe because yeah. I'm dying for it. Okay. So Miss Albania, you win it. Yeah. And you win as someone who's never competed in pageants before. Yeah. Amazing. Insane. <laughs> you become the miss of your country. That was that incredible for you. Yeah. It was so exciting. Like I think I kind of, I mean, I believed in myself and I was like, I can do this if I put my mind to it, but I never knew, like you never know, you know, like there's so many other girls there. Right. So when I won, it was just like, so sorry. It was very <laughs> emotional because I saw like all my family, like all of my Albanian national team teammates came to support me. And Aww. it was just like, wow like I really did that like that was really cool um and then it just started like I dove into this like really hectic world where I was going so fast that becomes your invitation to Miss Universe yeah so all the misses from the countries around the world get to compete yeah in this one Super Bowl yeah yeah basically so Miss Universe is definitely seen as one of the like biggest and best pageants um and like you know the best of the best are going so it's like you have to show up ready you know to do your best and represent your country like as well as you can so that was kind of pressure for me because like I said I've never done pageants Miss Universe Albania was my first and I was like okay like I won that but this is like the big leagues now like I need to get you know serious and really like take it serious because it is a big responsibility to represent yeah your whole country so I started you know training I trained with two former Miss USA's um they run this um program called pageantology 101 and they're amazing so they helped me with like interview because people don't know but when you go to miss universe there's an interview portion which is like the most important part but nobody sees it because it happens before the pageant and you go into a room and but it counts for judging yeah yeah no it's like the biggest point scoring part um and yeah you get interviewed but it's you only get eight minutes to like kind of show them who you are what you're about so you have to really kill your answers and like there's a way to go about how you answer things to like get how? to the point teach me so sorry um <laughs> I'm you know have a little cough but um it's really hard honestly I don't know how to like even explain it because I had to do like multiple hours of training but it just you kind of get used to it you have to just train like how to answer things eloquently and um kind of get to the point but say like the strongest points of yourself or whatever the question is pertaining to so it's just you kind of rewire your brain um, how to answer questions like very quickly to the point. Do they also teach you how to like dodge answering something? Um, I don't want to say dodge, but to work around. Yeah. Like 
I mean, people ask you a question and how you answer is up to you. Like what you want to tell people. That's like the biggest thing. It's like, what do you want to tell them about yourself? Because if they ask you, what's your biggest achievement? And you're like, oh, coming here. And like you give no background. Like you can go onto a story about how you did this. And like you Mm. just give the best points kind of. So it's like they're setting up an alley-oop and now what are you going to do? You're right. Exactly. Like are you going to dunk it or are you going to, you know, I don't know what else you would do. (laughs) Spin and twist and then dunk it. But notoriously, there have been some people who've answered questions on stage that have gone so wrong. Mm -hmm. So is that in the back? of your mind at all like I don't want to be that girl that goes viral for saying yes absolutely I was honestly I feel like you shouldn't spend too much time thinking about that stuff because um I don't know I feel like that's kind of how it happens the more you think about it but I definitely was afraid of that because that's like a big stage there's millions of people watching and the pressure is on when you go up there it's like they ask you a question and you have to come up with something quickly you don't have like all day to sit there and think And I do understand how people get like, you know, tongue tied or caught up. And I feel so bad for the girls that did go viral for the bad answers (laughs) because when I was up there, like you do feel the pressure. But um, I think, yeah, when you prepare and train so well, like that's all you can do. It's just like volleyball. You train every day. So when you go perform, it's a muscle memory. When you first got, where was that hotel everyone was staying at? Everyone from Miss Universe was at? Yeah, it was um, in Atlanta. It was the Marriott. Just this big hotel. Yeah, it was huge. And when you first start meeting all these girls... Were they nice? Were they catty? I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. Um, Honestly, going there, I was a little bit nervous because you don't know what to expect. There's 91 girls coming together. A lot of personalities. Yeah, I mean, you you have. I've heard some stories, and it's like you don't know, but of course, you're going to find people you get along with. Maybe you won't get along so well with others. But when I went, I was really pleasantly surprised. Everybody that I met was so nice. And I think like for me, I kind of took some time to realize, okay, this is a competition, but at the end it's 90 girls. One is winning. So it's like, what are you going to do with this experience? Are you going to create connections and make friends? Or are you going to go and like be a a bee? (laughs) You know? So yeah. So it's like, I think you just have to make the most of it and what you want with your experience. And that's kind of what I think I did and a lot of other girls did. So I got along with everyone. They were super cool. And um, we're all friends. We still text. That's great. One of them actually just sent us a message. We might be going on vacation together. Oh my this, gosh. Yeah. That's summer, so fun. Which will be fun. I so. feel like I would be trying to see who maybe the front runners were. And like, yeah. You never know. I know. It's true. Well, it's crazy because you think like, oh, maybe this girl, like you kind of see like who might be a bit stronger. Um, how do you tell that just the way they carry themselves in conversation, the way they light up a room? Yeah, I think like, I mean, people say like, there's a Miss Universe effect, like, you know, like you can, if someone is Miss Universe, like they have something about them that like maybe the other girls didn't have. I just got chills. I know it's crazy. And it's like, I was thinking, I was like, do I have that? You know, it's like, is this a myth? Is this a real thing? But you kind of do see it in girls. You're like, wow, like she has like the Miss Universe presence. Like if I saw her in a room of thousands of people, she would stand out. So I think it just that was a thing for me. Like I would notice some girls like, wow, like they speak so well or they're just like their energy is so high. Just stuff like that. And in prepping for all of the various walks you were going to be doing and outfit choices, how long is that process? We can let's go into the lime green dress Uh that you wore. Yeah. Which to me and I know you, I've never seen you wear lime green. Green. Like I don't wear that color. So when you came out in that I thought, yes, work it because you're gorgeous and you radiate. But I also was 
lime green right i know i think that was a lot of people's reaction that dress was very polarizing i got a lot of nice comments a lot of what in the world were you thinking no you killed it uh, yeah but clearly like, it paid off i know it did well i think my thing was albania has never been a strong pageant country like compared to the philippines or i mean philippines is huge but like just thailand like all these other countries pageants for them are everything like the whole country rallies behind them and Albania didn't really have that and there's a lot of countries that are not as pageant based so I knew I was going to be the first one out um I wanted to make an impact I wanted to be remembered because 90 girls are coming behind me and it's like that's so true what are you gonna do so I was actually torn I really wanted to wear red because I mean Albanian colors are red and black but the girl that won the year before she won red won in a red dress and I was like thinking okay if I wear red red is a beautiful color I just feel like a lot of girls might wear red and say one of the bigger pageant countries where it was red and then I come out it's like are they gonna remember Albania compared to a stronger country but that's the thing in these pageants I feel like at an everyday party mm-hmm. a normal person is if I wear red I'm gonna be looked at but in the pageant world oh, and yeah. we'll get into this everyone in the finals was wearing gold sparkles yeah it's either gold like gold is a big color silver and then red has become big too so, so how did you fall on so you were deciding between red and yeah. something well, okay else. actually it's funny like the two colors that are the most common I really wanted gold I had this idea of just being like a gold trophy thing walking <laughs> by you know just like gold flowing out of everywhere and then that did not come to fruition so I was kind of bummed but red was my next like really big thing um and then when I saw the green fabric the designer showed it to me I was like not really 100% like oh my god yes but she was like I'm really into this and I actually asked a lot of people that I trust I asked like maybe 10 maybe less people that like I knew would give me their honest opinion and like that kind of know in the pageant world the pageant world and just like trusted people that mm-hmm. I know would give me like the honest answer yeah that because, the designer is not going to because she yeah. wants what she wants well she actually she was really cool about it she was like I really think this will be amazing the color was really beautiful and I really wanted a long train and that like something that flows so that just like was kind of fitting the criteria and then we kind of draped like the fabric on my body just to see an idea and I was like wow this is like really cool and I feel like nobody else is going to be wearing a lime green dress no one did and yeah no one did so I was like okay let's do it let's just stand out um my director was kind of unhappy with me for a little really yeah because I mean he was like why do you want to be the one girl that takes the risk like don't you think other girls would do that too if they thought they were going to stand out in a lime green dress and I was like shoot you might be right but I was like you know what I have to stick with what I think is right um and I had a lot of back and forth because I had a red dress as well and it was like two nights before the finals I was what like what did the red dress look like same kind of eye um, draped yeah it was like the, one shoulder the, bel- the bedazzled buckle yeah it was one shoulder I kind of had like a rose thing on it on the side but it was all red like sequin because pageant dresses are really sequined and mine literally had like none (laughs) it was just fabric so I think he was just like why don't you do something that you know is gonna be like right like why do you want to do this other thing and I was like honestly I don't know but I like I could not doubt myself at this point it was two days out I had to just go with what I thought and I think it was worth it I think it was so worth it and it was done so well because it was an elegant look mm-hmm. and you had the little pop of bedazzle right. and it was draped. It would be one thing if it was like tight lime green, you yeah. had, you were scandalous looking mm-hmm. and like it was done so well. And I, th- it, I think to everyone, it was like a pleasant, she killed that. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of comments, like we did not expect that from you. Like people were thinking I was going to do something completely different, 
but they were really excited that I did because it was like it was memorable people still write me about it on Instagram people still <laughs> talk I just do you still it. have the dress yeah or, I do oh. it's, it's at home okay um with my family but yeah I still Can have I, like it. wear that on my birthday of course <laughs> yeah I want to keep it just like you know if I have a daughter later on hopefully oh, I'll yeah. be like this was my Miss Universe dress so oh, wow. yeah it's exciting and then we get to the next day was it the uh you guys all come out in shorter dresses. Yeah. So which all kind of look the same. Was there criteria for those? Well, that was given by a sponsor. So that was Sherry Hill. Um, and she gives to everyone. Yeah. So we actually got to keep those dresses too, which was cool, cool. but you pick it. So they had like all these racks um, and we all got to pick what dress we wanted to wear and then you keep it. But we wore those for like the opening statements, opening number kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I think that was like pretty memorable. Everybody sees those dresses. So memorable. And not to mention that is when you had to get asked a question by Steve Harvey mm-hmm. on national live television in front of millions. Yeah. And once again, you slayed it. Oh, thanks. I mean, do you remember my Insta story? I was yeah, like, yeah. It was my like mouth. Max. You killed that answer. And I had no idea what you would say to that. I know. Hard question. You're an elite volleyball player uh, for your national team. Now, what's more intense, the locker room before a game or backstage at Miss Universe? Uh, This is such a tough question because they are so different and so intense in their own respective ways. But there's one thing that I know is a big difference between volleyball games and Miss Universe. And that's volleyball games you have a lot of chances, a lot of games to win. But Miss Universe is once in a lifetime. So I'm ready to give it my all. Thank you. And I was like, whoa, I was glad that he asked me something volleyball related because I was excited to have that aspect of myself like as an athlete. But when he asked me that, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say to this? Like, so I think I came up with a pretty good answer. I said something. I mean, you could check my Instagram for the real answer. I don't I could insert it here. Um, Yeah, you could insert it. But it was something along the lines of like they're both really intense in their own ways. But Miss Universe is different because it's once in a lifetime, like volleyball games. You have like 10 games a year or something, whatever. And you could win some, lose some, but Miss Universe, like 10, you have like 30, I know, whatever, <laughs> but you have only one chance. Like you can never compete at Miss Universe again. And that was my one chance. So is I, that true? Could you go, could no. you go through a Miss Universe a second time? No, you can <gasps> wow. only go once. You can't go for a different country. You can't do any, any of that. You have one chance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So there's no two peats, three peats. No. Wow. <laughs> That'd be cool though. But I think, yeah, the reason they did that is because a lot of girls have dual citizenships, which I do too. And like after Miss Universe, people were like, you should go for Miss USA. I'm like, okay, that's just like a little ridiculous. That'd be so funny. I'm back. I know. There would be girls who were probably getting like citizenships in every single country possible. Yeah. So I think that's why they wanted to prevent that, Um, which I think is cool. But I also like, it's just a lot of pressure. Like you have one chance, like make the most of it. Was your heart pounding when you went out to answer Oh my God. Yes. Like my, my knees were shaking. Like, you know, I was like so nervous, but you have to play it cool, you know? So, um, it was, it was crazy. I think what kind of gave me like more strength too, was I came out and saw my whole family and they were just so intense. They had flags, like they had pictures of my face, like giant cutouts. Um, and they were just like so proud. So I was like, okay, like, you know, you gotta be strong. You mentioned before that this was your first pageant ever and Mm -hmm. that Miss Universe is a huge jump from Miss Albania. Mm -hmm. Did you have any thoughts of imposter syndrome? Do I know enough? Am I practiced enough? Mm, I think yeah I think everyone does at some point and it's funny because 
the girl that actually won Miss Universe. Her name is Zozie from South Africa. What a queen. She's amazing. Once you were out, she was my top dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she was she was really incredible. And she was so eloquent, so smart, so genuine, beautiful. All of the Miss Universe qualities. So I think she really deserved it. But she actually made an Instagram post like while we were there weeks in. And she was like, today I suffered from imposter syndrome. Like, because it's true. You look around and everyone is stunning. And I even like kind of had that. I mean, I didn't really realize it until I look back. But there would be some days I'd be like at lunch or something with all the girls. And I would look over and be like, oh, my God. Like, that girl is so beautiful. Like, am I supposed to be here? You right. know? So it's kind of crazy. But then you just realize like you're there for a reason and everybody is. And you just believe in yourself. Like, I can't change myself to be more like that other girl. And like, who knows? Maybe she's looking at me and saying the same thing. Like, you never know. And that's something that people who aren't even in that pageant feel every day. Girls feel that every day. Whether sitting at lunch in high school, they're on their volleyball team. Yeah. I mean, I think every volleyball team, there was always girls I thought were, you know, thinner than me or prettier than me. Yeah. Um... And so the way that you handled that was reminding yourself that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, everyone's different, like, and unique. And you're there for a reason, whether it be on the team, you have the skill or um, you're at Miss Universe. Yeah, like, it just, it's all about just coming back to, like, your purpose and why you're there. And you can't, like, compare yourself to other people because then you'll never be happy with yourself, you know? So to look at the best in yourself. And you went on pretty iconically for Albania, correct? <laughs> yeah. In the pageant mm-hmm. to make the top 25. 20. Oh, 20. Yeah. <laughs> to make the top 20. Yes. And I actually finished 11th, my director told me after. So that was exciting. Wow. Is there like a separate way they, they Yeah, make? I think they tell them after. I don't know. I think there's like a score sheet that they t- show them. I really don't know. But he just told me that. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> but um, it was really cool. Honestly, I of course, everybody wants to go further. But sometimes it's just not your destiny. So I was really happy with how I did. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, I hopefully made people proud in Albania we hadn't placed in so many years so just like being in the top 20 was a big deal um and it was really exciting like to have that moment on stage and like you know just show like Albania like it's not a big country um and I think it was really special I felt so bad for the girls that literally right after the first five minutes of the the pageant it's over I know I know it's sad well what people some people don't realize is there's a preliminary show two nights before where every girl goes out and walks and competes in swimsuit and evening gown and then based on that show and the scoring that's on the final night is what people see mostly on tv is when they announce the top 20 from the two nights before um so I think it's it's sad of course because everybody wants to have that moment like it's Miss Universe to walk again yeah um but I think it's nice that we all obviously get the chance to do it in front of like there's a lot of fans at That's the other so show true. as well. So um, it's kind of bittersweet, but it was still really awesome. Wow. What a whirlwind. When it all was over, were you just proud looking back? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember texting you too. And I was like, I don't know if she's going to be in a bad mood. I know. Because you go into it and you do want to win and you believe you can win. Right. You know, but you were very, I'm so happy with the experience. I'm yeah. so grateful. Of course. It's like, I can't just sit there and be sad all day because I didn't win. You know, like there's only one winner. And um, I think for me, I was just really thankful that I was there. I think it was such an awesome experience. I met a lot of amazing people. I wish it was longer, honestly, that I could have yeah. like spent time um, because you only do it once, like I said. So, um, yeah, I was just really grateful. Like I was looking back on my whole preparations the months leading up to it and it was like it all came to fruition in this moment all that hard work so 
um yeah it's like what else can you be except happy that you were there what were the biggest parallels that you were able to draw from just being an athlete because that's a different way of competing and a different sort of grind that you've endured your whole life to sort of prepare you for the mental game the competition of that which a lot of the girls there didn't have that experience yeah I definitely was like hopefully you know all my years of volleyball come in handy right now but I think it's just it's very different competition wise because one's like a very physical competition you know volleyball skill work and then this is more like I don't even know, honestly, how to compare them. Right. It's just really different. But I think it's just someone's having, judgment of you. Yeah, exactly. Not what your, your yeah, output is. Yeah, it's not is. your output. Exactly. So it's it's different. But it's also like you have that background of being a competitor and being an athlete. And I think that is helpful because it's like you're going day by day. And it's like this is a competition. Like you want to do your best at all times. And sometimes like, oh, my gosh, when I tell you the balls on my feet and my toes, I, I literally <laughs> lost feeling in like three toes. And oh that gosh. is not a joke because you're wearing heels for like hours on end every day. And there would be days where I'm like, OK, like I just want to like go down in sneakers. and sweat. <laughs> But you can't because you're like, OK, this is like competitor mode. Like you just push through like the hardships, I guess. <laughs> so that funny. was one of them. Yeah. So that's like going through a fifth set yeah, and you're right? tired. You're like, we got to do this. So, yeah, I think that was just a big thing for me is like you kind of just remember it's a competition like you have to stay kind of competitive I don't mm -hmm. know how else to compare it but um I think yeah like being an athlete is helpful in any aspect of life and I think it helped me in this because I was able to like learn fast and like you know just do right. all the stuff that athletes do on a day-to-day -day basis the other big difference as well is you know as athletes and we're on the same volleyball team together like we sweat together yeah. we get grimy we get cuts we get bruised mm -hmm. we grow our leg hair out like it's <laughs> like you know we are grind we're there yeah. for a purpose not right. to like look a certain way so then you're in this whole different world where you know you have to look quote-unquote presentable mm -hmm. and I think it's really cool that you're able to be a part of and excel in mm -hmm. both worlds and not just have it be oh if you're an athlete you can't you know, be a pageant winner as well. Or right. if you're a pageant winner, you can't get down and dirty and compete. Right. How did you um, see yourself in both of those roles? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, they're very different, but I think it is nice to see like someone that was an athlete come and do something completely different this world. And there is actually a lot more athletes than I thought compete in pageants, um, which is really exciting to see. But there was a lot of accomplished women there that are in STEM, like that are... So even the Miss USA, mm -hmm. she's a lawyer. Yeah, she was a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. It really is these high-achieving, mm -hmm. highly competitive women. Yeah. It's not easy to just yeah. be in that pageant. It's really not. And I think that's something that like has inspired me to like let other people know because I think people do have this stigma around pageants that you just are pretty and you're there for 10 minutes and someone wins. Like, no, there's <laughs> months of preparation. And I mean, it was a lot more than even I was expecting, but... I think um, one of the biggest things, like I said, was just all the amazing women you're surrounded by. And like you can see that they're all so multifaceted. It's not just a pretty girl from this country and from that country. Like they're doing things with purpose to either, you know, further their own careers or just make an impact in they're their smart. country. Like, yeah. They know how to get there. They know how to win. Right. It, it's hard to do. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered the question. No, <laughs> it, it definitely did for sure. I think it's just cool in general to be able to function in, in both ways. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just want to talk about volleyball. So you played on the Albanian national team, which mm -hmm. is even like dual threat. I mean, mm -hmm. Miss Albania and you play on a national team for them, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then you spent your first year at Duke. So you ended up transferring, which mm -hmm. I'm so happy about because that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about, 
a little bit about that. So why was it that you wanted to transfer? Um, honestly, it was such a hard decision for me because I love Duke. Like I still love Duke. I like wear Duke stuff all the time and people are like, okay, girl, like you've <laughs> you transferred four you years ago. A, you were a Duke crew neck to the first USC practice you came to. Oh, fully. I like, remember looking I don't at even, you uh, and thinking like, why are you wearing a Duke yeah. crew neck in our gym right now? I'm a little crazy. <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I love that place. That's but great. Yeah. I made so many amazing friends there. Like I had a great year. So I was like, I'm not going to just like throw that away. I, I love that. I think that's yeah. important. I think when people transfer from schools, mm-hmm. they think they have to like hate that no, school and yeah. wipe it clean. And it's great that you are like, I love this place, but I wanted something else. Yeah. What and was like, it? I mean, that's life. Like you're not going to stay in the same place forever. Anyway, that's a side note. But so for me, it was a hard decision because I was at Duke. I was the starting setter and like I knew I would play for four yeah, years. You were killing it. And I was like, yeah, I was doing well. Loved my friends. Like, honestly, I'm like, people are like, why did you do this for? Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't know. Like, I've always been one to like want to push myself to do something bigger. And growing up, I played volleyball since I was 11. I'm 21 now. And I always wanted to like win a national championship. I'm like, I want to go to college, get a scholarship and win a national. I mean, who doesn't? Like, that's the dream, you know? But um, I don't know at Duke like I was really happy but I was just like I don't know like is this gonna be enough for me and also so far from home and I'm really close with my family and right. especially my little brother and like he was gonna grow up like while I was gone I don't know that was like a hard thing for me to yeah. come to terms with so then USC kind of came up and that they needed a setter and I definitely didn't want to transfer somewhere that the academic level like wasn't equal because Duke is such a great school mm-hmm. So when USC came up, I was like, wow, like this is kind of like the perfect situation. Yeah. And so I decided to do it. It was a really hard decision, uh, but I did it. And I, I totally understand how you're saying like wanting something more. And mm-hmm. it's not that you're ungrateful. I think the truth is like I would not have wanted to play college volleyball yeah. if my school wasn't in contention for national championship. Yeah. Like to me, that was worth it mm-hmm. for the hours of practice, the <laughs> you know, exhaustion, the dedication, the time commitment, the sacrifice of friends and all that stuff, like, because I could possibly win this thing. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously some, some people it's not, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I just, I think for you too, like you recognize that as something that you want to be possible. And, um, so, and I was so happy because, um, you know, we became teammates, we became friends. And I remember that you, the first trip you sort of came on was our Europe trip yeah oh my um, god I was so nervous yeah I was like so pumped you were joining the team because I'm super girly and yeah. like I, you know I I'm me and I always just felt like the team was a little bit less girly than me and yeah. a little bit less about sparkles and like <laughs> I I that was fine but so when you came I was like oh my god I think I'm gonna like have that person now <laughs> I know oh my gosh you were actually one of my first friends and yeah. I'll never forget so we went we were in Vienna yeah and me and Victoria were shopping this sounds like such a fun story over shopping we're in vienna shopping after we played a pro match yeah normal and then we went to this like jewelry store and we found these really cute um necklaces and i was like oh my gosh like let's or i think we were both like let's get like these friendship necklaces yeah and we like just met each other meanwhile so i barely know cindy we're but we're gonna do this and i'm like oh this is so exciting and so the guy goes to like check us out and i think he's like i don't know he's like okay i can give you this for 50 and cindy's like how about 40? <laughs> and I like look at her and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I could like you. Yeah. <laughs> so then anyway, we got them for cheaper. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> that was so funny. And yeah. like she said it was such a poker face and she was like, 
like holding the necklace in her hand like I can do 40 <laughs> I was like oh my gosh what a, I love this like magic woman yeah um but yeah that was so funny and yeah and so it was it was love ever since we lived happily, we lived happily ever after basically but, we're married now sorry Max yeah <laughs> but not so much we ended up having a coaching switch yeah. and it was really difficult and there were a lot of changes in our program and um I think that was not probably not all that you expected I mean you left your university with this expectation of this coach this setup mm-hmm. and that changes and um, I think that was hard for everyone. Like yeah. no one was, no one expects to not be coached by the coach that recruits you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, that is like, honestly the cold, hard truth. And that's something obviously a lot of athletes go through, but I had to learn the hard way because you never think like the worst is going to happen. You always think like, Oh, like I'm going to go here. We're going to do this. Right. And then the next year the coach is gone. I'm like, Oh my God, like that was the coach that wanted me and like brought me here like who's gonna come like you never know just so many variables yeah and I felt like especially as a transfer I mean you have this confidence of Mm -hmm. like I've when you're transferring I mean everyone knows like you are gonna transfer once like transferring three times usually never happens no so when you make that decision you're like I've looked at the team I've looked at the culture I've looked at the squad looked at the coach like this is what I want Mm -hmm. um and then when a coach leaves it is a clean slate yeah I mean I felt that way too I was gonna be a senior and I was like we have a new coach who does not care about me literally he doesn't care that I'm a senior he doesn't care that I started like he does not care yeah he's gonna get his new stat sheet and he's gonna start from zero right and like that was terrible yeah I remember during basically double, yeah I remember <laughs> during during double days like I literally was convincing myself like I it was this is brutal but oh yeah during double days that was we were the conversation like, we were both like going mad inside yeah. but like trying to like stay calm on the surface well, like, well it's just like it's like you're literally starting from zero like you don't I know see, what anyone's yeah. thinking and of course like they're not gonna like be like oh yeah I like this person better than you like the first week they're there right. so you're just like what's going on like you don't know what they're thinking right but so. it's I mean I think it made both of us really strong and mm-hmm. that was something like I super admired in you and I think it really brings out someone's true characters like how they handle adversity and how they handle the unexpected and um I mean you were able to to lead as an upperclassman mm-hmm. and handle that situation in a way that um I don't think a lot of people would I mean like we've seen people in similar situations like really not their true colors come out yeah um yeah I mean it was definitely hard like oh my gosh like I went through one of the hardest years like after Mick left our coach and we got a new coach it was just like everything was new so I went to Duke and I had like my technique my coach culture whatever I come here the coach changes my whole technique like okay that's fine like we're gonna do it your way because that's how you want to do it you worked so hard that first season yes it was hard like a spinner ballerina setter and Mick was like plant your feet yeah he didn't want me to jump like it was a completely different technique and I was like all right like we're just gonna do it like you just suck it up and do it so and I, you did it. Yeah. And I, you did amazing. Oh, okay. Well, I did it. And we, we went we to the Elite Eight. Yeah, we went to the Elite Eight. <laughs> one point away from the Final Four. Yeah. Um, it was important. <laughs> so anyway, then the next year, new coach comes, changes the whole technique again. So I'm like, okay, literally my technique is out the window. Like, I just, I don't even know. You know, like, you're right. not the same player that you were when you had your own technique. You've literally gone through three different changes. So that was hard. And then it's like, okay, now you have to deal with playing time. You have to deal with new people coming. And it's like, what? how are Switching you going to respond? Switching from a 6 to a 5-1. Like, yeah. decisions you don't have control over. Exactly. So I don't know. For me, it was just always about, like, staying as positive as I could because you cannot be positive every day. Like, that's just the but truth, you really sadly. Did. I mean, yeah, just because I want to, like... I don't know. I don't really want to let other people affect, like, who I am and, like, how I'm going to react. And, of course to an extent they do but then it's just like how are you going to react if he's 
treating me this way or if she's treating me this way like what am I gonna do I'm not gonna just like go cry in the corner like I'm gonna like look for a solution you know like that's all you that's life right not just sports like you're not gonna just sit down and die so right and like and it really and I love that you said like it was a hard year for you because it Mm -hmm. was and I was one of your best friends like it was not it's not fun to watch someone you love like not be happy or not have what they want and um but seriously, like the way you handled it, like you showed up every day, you gave your all, yeah. you were a great teammate, you were supportive, you never made drama, you never brought up anything about yourself, like you were always, I think, an A. Oh, um, thanks. And I think like people listening out there might be in similar situations where like, whether they're deserving mm-hmm. or they can't control the situation or not, um, and it just sucks to handle it. Yeah. So what would your like words of wisdom be for someone who maybe is feeling something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like you said, it's like, to to a point there's nothing you can do like you've done everything you can do and it's out of your control like you can't make someone make a decision so at that point it's like how are you going to react you you have to find new things like for me it's like okay I want to do this better so I'm just going to focus on this and if that's the outcome that's going to come later that's great but I think like the best advice is yeah just that like stay positive and find what makes you happy in the process and kind of like I don't know car compartmentalize is that the right word yeah like your goals into something new like you can find new ways to be happy in the same situation and if you can't then like I think maybe you should look for something else that's why people transfer but for me that wasn't an option anymore so I really wanted to just fight like every day and try to get you know happiness back into the thing that I love which was volleyball and it was hard but I think every day like what made it good was my teammates and that's why I wanted to come and be supportive of them every day mm-hmm. so they would be supportive of me. Like, if I'm going to go cry in the corner, like, no one really wants to deal with that, you know? Right. So it's like, why should I not make other people better and make myself better at the end? Right. Yeah. And I love bringing up this idea of teammates because, I mean, you're someone who I always think of as an amazing teammate. Um, what do you look for in a friend or a teammate that mm-hmm. are qualities that you value? Um, well... For a friend, for sure, is like trustworthy, reliable, and just someone that's genuine. That's such a big thing for me. I really don't like when people like pretend to be nice and then are talking bad about me behind my back. Like I'm pretty real. Like if you don't like me, then just tell me to my face. Like we can be cordial, but like that's it, you know? Um, And I don't think a lot of people are like that. So (laughs) I have problems with that. But um, anyway, (laughs) that's a side note. Yeah, same. But um, yeah, and then teammates is just like someone that is going to show up and be reliable. Like if you're going to have a horrible week, everyone has it, but you can't come in and drag everybody else down. And that's like kind of what I would try to like be as a teammate because I would be going through stuff like I was really emotional and a lot of people didn't even know it half the time because I didn't want to show people that like I don't want to pe- people to see me and be like oh she's a victim or something because I'm not like that's just a situation I'm in at the moment and I'm gonna try to make the best of it so I don't know I think just being genuine and like being supportive of each other is a big thing for me and I've seen you be that way just as your friend and teammate I've seen you be that way in volleyball Mm -hmm. like under high pressure situations under position battles under stressful moments I've never seen you visibly stressed Mm -hmm. and and like have you seen me visibly stressed like I've gotten (laughs) you know comments from humans of like like you're too anxious that now we're anxious from your anxiety whatever right but you've always been good at I think no matter what you're going through I feel like you have this other part of you like this voice that is like very self-aware of a situation yeah have you always had that Honestly, yes. And I think I noticed it first when I was a young athlete and people like my coach, 
one of my favorite coaches, Dana Burkholder, shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> she actually mentioned it to me. And like, that's when I became self-aware of it. Like I didn't really realize it, but she was like, wow, Cindy, you handle pressure better than any I think I was like 13 13 year old I've ever seen like when we were in a game and it was really tight like I was never freaking out like I feel like that kind of carried on I've noticed throughout myself in volleyball like when it gets tight or when the pressure is high like I'm able to like have a clarity and just perform you know because if you freak out then like you're gonna interrupt your skills so I don't know I guess I don't know if that's like natural or something but I have had that I've noticed so you I never, think, you never jump to like Z, which is the worst case scenario. Yeah, no. You're even, and I've seen even in situations where like one could be like, oh my God, this is going to be, you just don't go there. You're like, well, we're good. Like I'm fine. Like we'll yeah. figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm always like that. I've definitely had moments where I'm like, you know, stressed or things are hard. Things do get hard, but it's like, I don't know if this is good, but I just deal with it by myself. Like I kind of just reassure myself. Um, and yeah, I've just gone through, I don't know. It's like, I guess I'm lucky that it, it's like that. Maybe it would be better if I was a little bit more stressed sometimes, I get <laughs> more things done, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I, I've just been like that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank this you. This was perfect. I love um, hanging with you. I know. I love you girl too. Chats. Um, okay. Uh, appreciate it. And I love you. Love you. I just love Cinder. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was so fun for me to listen back. I felt like we were just hanging out because now that we're in quarantine, I miss my friends. But if you loved this episode and you love Cindy, make sure you check out her Instagram and follow her. Her username is at Cindy Marina, M-A-R-I-N-A-A. So she's a double A at the end, at Cindy Marina with a double A. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. I would appreciate that. And I will see you guys back here next Wednesday. 